You have been listening to Apostle Raphael Agadama of Trails of Fire International. We believe you have been blessed. For prayers, counseling, or partnership, please call 080-709-24996 or send us an email to our email address at trailsoffireoffice at gmail.com. Good morning and God bless you. My name is Raphael Lagadama and I am nothing without the Holy Spirit. On fire for today, I'll be teaching on the topic God's Battle Axe. God's Battle Axe. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you because your love for us cannot be quantified. Thank you because you are not a man that you should lie, not the son of man that you should repent. Thank you because you will do anything to get us back on our feet. We are grateful. I'm praying for all my listeners now that you will help them. You will teach them. You will lift them. You will cause their lives to become a testimony. Raise them up to new levels of victory by your spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God's Battle Acts God's Battle Acts Why would the Lord choose to call you his battle axe? Isn't there a better word? Maybe his battle gun. Maybe his worship. Maybe his battle spare. But why did the Lord choose to call you his battle axe? The answer is not far-fetched. The Bible says in the book of Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 20 to 23 it says thou art my battle axe and weapons of war for with thee will I break in pieces the nations and with thee will I destroy kingdoms and with thee will I break in pieces the house the horse and his rider and with thee will I break in pieces the chariot and his rider with thee also will I break in pieces man and woman with thee will I break in pieces old and young and with thee will I break in pieces the young man and the maid I will also break in pieces with thee the shepherd and his flock and with thee will I break in pieces the husbandman and his yoke of oxen and with thee will I break in pieces captains and rulers Somebody listening to me right now, say, with me. Go ahead and say, with me. Now, why is God so particular? He says, with thee. There's so much God wants to do, but God says, I will do it with you. I don't know how much you look down on yourself, how you have despised yourself, what words people have said that has made you to, to look down on yourself and to think nothing good can ever come out of you here is god's word to you this morning he says with thee will i break in pieces with thee will i do something new with thee will i build with thee will i uproot with thee will i plant with thee god is so particular about you look at the way there's so much urgency in his voice god is so so interested in using you God can use any man who is ready, willing, and yielded. You don't have to be a special person. God can use any man who is willing, ready, and yielded. 
Catherine Kuhlman was speaking and she said, God does not need golden vessels. God does not need silver vessels. God only needs yielded vessels. Archbishop Bessie Idawosa once said, God does not need to come down. That's why I'm here. Listen, God can use any man who is ready, who is willing, and who is yielded. God wants to use you or he's already using you. Note that you are not God's weapon of war. You are his weapons of war. You alone, you are his weapons. It's a plural. Check that scripture again. Every word, punctuation and tense used in scripture is deliberate. The reason why God says you alone have become weapons is because of the diversity and the technicality of your functionality. No, 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 you didn't hear me. I said the reason why God said you alone, you are his weapons of war, is because of the diversity and the technicality of your functionality. There's so much God wants to use you for. So he cannot limit you to be his weapon. He says you are his weapons. At some point, God will use you to bring down a stubborn tree. At other times, he will use you to bring down the horse and his rider. Sometimes, he will begin to use you to stop wicked rulers. At other times, he will use you to bring kings or slave masters who have stood over his people certain times. God wants to send you to the young man and the maid to speak to them and to confront the seed of darkness. At other times, he wants to convert them to the kingdom. Sometimes, God wants to send you to Pharaoh. Listen to me. It won't take so much. Only your yieldedness before God starts sending you to shepherds and to their sheep and empower you to minister to ministers. So that is why he says you are my weapons because there are different times and seasons he will want to use you in different ways and manners. You must not be rigid to, to be used by God in only one way. You must be open to him so that he can use you in different ways. That's why he says you are my weapons. So you can be one man, but in God's hand, you are a complex weapon of massive destruction. So you can, you, you must know exactly how God is using you part time, and what weapon He wants you to be in that moment. Sometimes He wants you to just be a sharpener, at other times He wants you to be an arrow. Sometimes He wants you to be a spear. While as funny as it is, the Lord may want you to be a shield at other times. Don't overlook or look down on yourself. Anytime you see yourself any less than the way God sees you, it is a demonic idea prompted from hell to deprive you of your effectiveness to God. But for the sake of this subject, I will focus on the subject of you being the battle axe in God's hand. It can be many things. But this one now, it's been the battle axe. You must understand that God wants to use you to do many mighty things. You must understand that. So that when he calls you someday to do something different, you will not be rigid and say, not so, Lord. Just like Peter, the Lord wanted him to begin a new work in his ministry which will reach out to the Gentiles and a vision came, a train was brought before him but Peter said, not so, O Lord you've been using me for other things but this one to the Gentiles, this thing is unclean not so, O Lord when God saw that uh, Peter was not getting the message he appointed Paul to be the, the apostle unto the Gentiles do not be rigid 
Once upon a time, a very strong woodcutter asked for a job from a timber merchant and he got it. The pay was really good and so was the work condition. For those reasons, the woodcutter was determined to do his best. His boss gave him an axe and showed him the area where he was to work. The first day, the woodcutter brought down 18 trees. Congratulations, the boss said. Go on in this way that you have, you, you, you have started. Very motivated by the boss's words, the woodcutter tried harder the next day, but he could only bring down 15 trees. The third day, he tried even harder, but he could only bring down 10 trees. Day after day, he was bringing less and less trees down. And he said to himself, I must be losing my strength, he thought. He went to the boss and apologized, saying that he could not understand what was going on. When was the last time you sharpened your axe? The boss asked. Sharpen? I had no time to sharpen my axe. I have been very, very busy trying to cut down the trees. Our lives are like that. We sometimes get so busy that we don't take time to sharpen the axe. You are God's battling axe, but when you are blunt, you are useless. In today's world, it seems that everyone is busy. But let, let your reasoning be always in this light. Be conscious of the fact that you are God's battle axe and you need to be sharpened. Many people are so busy, more busy than ever, but they are less happy. What is the reason? Could it be that we have forgotten how to stay sharp? There's nothing wrong with activities and hard work, but we should not get so busy that we neglect the important things in life, like our personal life, our prayer life, our quiet time, to join ourselves closer to God. If the iron be blunt, and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength, but wisdom is profitable to direct. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible says, where the iron is blunt, you need to wet the edge. If you do not wet the edge, that is sharpen the edge, you have to use more strength. Then the Bible says, wisdom is profitable to direct. Wisdom comes to direct you to know what to do. So stop hitting and hitting. Sometimes when you try and it doesn't work, you try again, it doesn't work. You discover your effectiveness is reducing. Check. Have you sharpened yourself? Have you taken some fasts? Have you taken some prayer? Have you taken some wadokuin in your spirit? Man talaba sile braonte kalia. No matter how anointed and faithful the man becomes, if he forgets his source, his blood will be used as source in the enemy's camp. The axe can become blood due to overuse without sharpening. You are not the Lord Most High. You will wear out. You need refilling. Even Jesus needed refilling. Sometimes you may get busy and carried away with activities. Even touch activities. But as good as these things are, they can kill you slowly like a subtle virus. Labra antepassai. Some believers are low rangers. They don't have spiritual partners, spiritual friends, accountability partners. They don't have spiritual mentors. They don't have spiritual fathers. They are just alone. And the man who is a low ranger is the man who will fall down when he's attacked, when a vandal attacks him on the way. Such a one will soon get blunt because when robbers hit the highway, the low ranger will be the first victim. There's such a thing called the corporate anointing. When we come together to pray, we come together to fellowship, we come together to study. Sometimes we just come together to share experiences, eat together. That is the fellowship of the brethren. Two is better than one because they have a better reward for their labor. Many young people, 
they just want to manifest manifest and manifest however child of god there is a time to shut the doors and cancel the invitations and lay before god in the threshing floor there are times to have you done meetings with your covenant friends where you refresh and you confess your faults and you, you, you talk about victories and the mind of God for the season. The message version of the Bible spoke about sharpening in an interesting manner. Let me show you. The Bible says, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. The dollar the axe, he said, Remember, the dollar the axe, the harder the work. Use your head. The more brains, the less muscle. When you are dull, even God. Even if God sends you, you will struggle to produce results that you would have produced without stress on a normal day because you are blocked. Legions of pastors now gather around one possessed person shouting, Come out! Fire! Lose! Out! I think the axe head is done. Before you can now see clear forensic prophetic revelations and God is glorified, but now it looks as if the screen is blown and your eyes are dim. What you need is what sharpening the axe head has become done. Before you can hear God's voice, clearly speaking to you, don't go this way, go the other way. But now it seems as if there's no voice anymore. You just do anything you want to do. The axe head is now done. Jesus always showed us the attitude of refreshing by always retreating after every victory while interacting with the world on daily basis there's every tendency that you would have injected some dust you would have interacted with some dust a little bit of pride a little bit of of of, of lust may have arisen uh, there must be a little bit of uh, you know some deception some little lies here and there responsible for making your axe blunt if you don't retreat to be sharpened daily in the place of retreating is where God points out your secret faults and the, the little things that will hinder you from becoming effective in the hand of God. Remember, you are not just an axe, you are God's battle axe. Meaning without God you are useless. It is in his hands that you can do exploits. It is while he is holding you that you can bring down the dark kingdom of the world. It is while you are in God's hands and he's holding you tightly that uh, he can send you out and as he marches out as a mighty man of war he can use you to bring down the people only there can you comfort the horse and his rider the bible says in proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 iron sharpened iron so a man sharpened the countenance of his friend sometimes you need a covenant friend like jonathan to strengthen the david in you rabu kokosi alante pradahata Every man has a point where they need to withdraw from the crowd. Every time, every man has a, a point where they need a friend, where they need somebody who is still closer than a brother. The Listen, do not despise the gift of men. Do not, do not despise the gift of men. Every man has a point where they need to withdraw from the crowd after their victory and bow before the captain of heaven's army for a newer. Such times, you need friends. I mean friends that inspire you, not friends that expire you. Friends that refill you, not those who extinguish you. You need to protect your relationship with your spiritual friends because the three Hebrew boys were together when they made their decision not to bow to any god. Which friend is... is, 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 is Joining hands with you to make a decision for God. What friend is that? Where is that your friend that holds hands with you and say this? We will do this for God. Let us give. Let us fast. Let us pray. No, no, no. Get a friend. 
a spiritual friend. I somehow think that if these Hebrew boys were apart, they would have compromised. If they were apart, it would have been harder for them to stand against the, the, the wicked verdict of the king. But the strength of unity became their, their, their source of victory. They may have individually bowed, but because they were friends, they stayed together. They had the same convictions. It was easy to say no in one voice. Listen to me, child of God. You are God's battle axe. God wants to do business with you. I want you to pray after, say these words after me. Say after me, Lord Jesus. I know you can use anything. Please use me. Say it again one more time. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you can use anything. Please use me. The Lord answer your prayer now in Jesus' name. Wherever you are listening to me from, the Lord bless you. He keeps you. He causes his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you peace by all means in the name of Jesus. I'm praying for someone that you are not born again. You cannot be used by God. Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe you died on the cross. I believe God raised you from the dead. Deliver me from darkness. Bring me to your marvelous light. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You just made that prayer, you're now born again. Send me a message on Facebook and WhatsApp. Congratulations. I would love to pray with you. On the next episode, I will continue this teaching. I will begin to teach on the topic, the axe head that fell. Put yourself together. Be willing, be yielded, be ready so that God can use you. God bless you. My name is Raphael Agadaba and I am nothing without the Holy Spirit. Remember, do not be afraid. Only believe.